This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. You are listening to the House of Hockey podcast, and I am your host, Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray, and this is episode, what, 26 we just said? This is 26. And our guest this week, take it away. Is Selena Pompiani. She is the in-arena host for the Pittsburgh Penguins. All you Pittsburgh Penguins fans know who she is. You love her. You follow her. You hug her when you see her at games. She loves her job. She loves Pittsburgh. Uh, She's from there, right? Yeah, she grew up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is just the sweetest and like kindest, nicest, happiest bundle of, of hockey joy. Yeah. You just hear her talk and like, just like her voice just makes you just sit there and be like, you're so nice. I'm just going to smile. And because you just put me in a good mood. Exactly. She's the perfect in arena host, in my opinion, perfect in arena host. Perfect. She brings good vibes. She loves the city, loves the team. She has family. That's also somewhat in the same, um, what is it? Not career, but work in um, the professional sports world. Yes, professional yeah. sports world. Um, she was going. I wonder how she was going to go golfing after our episode. I wonder how she did actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I would imagine pretty good. She seems pretty uh, athletic and, yeah. and into that. And then yeah. she obviously. Uh, I mean, any Pittsburgh Penguin fan is a huge Sidney Crosby fan, but she has probably like the most incredible story of meeting Sidney Crosby. Don't spill it. I won't. Of meeting Sidney Crosby. We'll leave it at that. You have to listen to this story. It's pretty great. And And how things went full circle for her, because that was pretty cool too, but not going to spill anything. You have to listen to her explain it because she obviously can do it better than us. Exactly. So yeah. that's coming up. Did you know back when the Kings were playing uh, their 2012 season, okay. Slava Voinov was my favorite player, and he wore number 26. And that was my first ever Kings jersey was Slava Voinov, number 26. Why? Why did you like him? I think I liked his name. He was a good player. He was smart. And then he did some really uh, dumb things, and now he's no longer. But he was my all-time favorite Kings player. All-time? Over Gretzky? Or just during that time? Just during that time. Like, you know, like, how, like, Toffoli's, like, my favorite King. Slava was my guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have, I don't, I don't have a favorite player. Everybody always asks me that. I, I like all the players. I feel like I have a player I like from every team, at least one. Yeah. Yeah, at I definitely one. have a little bit more of that. Yeah. I mean, like, I like Kane, but I wouldn't say he's my favorite player. Yeah, but he's probably your favorite player on the Hawks. Or, like, 
Barzal is your favorite player on the Islanders. Yes. Right. Yes. But yeah. I don't feel the need to buy a jersey with any of those people's names on it. I like it yeah. neutral. I like a I like a neutral jersey. I can respect that. I'm a little strange, I think. Most people like to rep their favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they, like, rep their name on their jersey, which is cool, too. Because, like, it sucks when you have a jersey and your player gets traded. That is exactly why I don't. That's one of the main reasons why I won't buy a player yeah. named jersey. Because I'm yeah. just like, the minute I do that, they're going to get traded. And then mm-hmm. what do I do with this jersey? You can't wear it anymore. Well, I have my Tapoli jersey in a yeah. I have my Tapoli jersey in a shadow box because it's autographed and it's like a display. So, but I do have more Tapoli jerseys. But like, I'm not mad at it because like he was my guy, right? Um, Kings. But now I'm just like, "Mm, I'll still rep it. Like, whatever. Like you would wear your Tafoli jersey to a game, hypothetically, if we could go to games whenever this new season starts, even though he's not on the team. Absolutely. And if he was playing the Canucks at home, I would wear his jersey because then I could technically be going for either side. I think in my I mean I'm wearing a Kings jersey, but like Foley is playing the Canucks. That's so like, you know. I think that's the only socially acceptable time you can wear that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel you know, you're like probably, yeah. I would be like, what a goon. Like that guy doesn't even play for them anymore like dry your tears get over it pick (laughs) another player like geez lady yeah like get with the get with the program he's not a king anymore you shouldn't be happy about it you shouldn't be showing his jersey stop living in the past (laughs) exactly that's like me and a bunch of other people's thoughts but because if we ever go yeah so if we ever go to a king's game together make sure i don't wear my holy jersey or else you're gonna think i'm a goon I mean, I'm just going to chirp you the whole time. <laughs> That's fine. Maybe I will. So you can chirp me the entire time. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, oh, holy, you, uh, he doesn't even play here anymore. He didn't even do anything for you guys. Why do no, you even fine. like I, him? I got chirped in Vancouver when I went there because I was wearing my Foley jersey and it just got done raining. And for whatever reason, I had weatherized Vans shoes. So it's supposed to like keep your grip, right? Well, I stepped on a freaking manhole, and I kind of, like, my foot a little bit slipped. I didn't fall. My foot just slipped. And some dude was like, hey, Toffoli, watch your edges. And I was like, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> so, Toffoli, yeah. Well, yep. I mean, I think even Kings fans would chirp you. Probably. Like, in, in person. In person, yeah. if you were wearing that. Yeah. I, I'm sure you'd get a little bit of a, hey, nice jersey kind of, yeah. like, sarcastic thing. Okay. Or they'd be like, he doesn't play on for the Kings. If it's like a new fan who like exactly. doesn't know it fully was ever a King. Yep. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can, Yeah. There's a lot of those. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's a lot a, of those everywhere. <laughs> there is. There is. And then oh, man. you could just chirp those people back and be like, tell me who they traded him for. Yeah. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Well, you wouldn't yeah. say that, but I would say that and I would just walk yeah. away. <laughs> I would say shut the frick up, but... Exactly. Do you know, speaking of not swearing, um, this made me think of you because you posted a video on your Insta story the other day about, Mm -hmm. I don't know, some Insta person talking about people who don't swear and just how Mm -hmm. funny, funny it is for people who do swear. (laughs) And um, 
I was listening, I think, to another hockey podcast, and they were talking about how Mike Fisher, as mm-hmm. we know, Carrie Underwood yeah. Fisher's husband, and some other player, I, I wish I, I should have gone back and listened, but they used to chirp each other and and not swear. So they would just mm-hmm. be like, you're a freaking frick stupid head boo-boo, you know? <laughs> and like, the other one would be like, yeah, well, no, you're a stinky pants, you know, whatever. I, I don't even know how to... <laughs> stinky pants gobble stopper. Yeah, like I don't even know how to chirp somebody <laughs> without using a swear word. So, I mean, maybe you should have tried to explain that, but... Anyway, it was funny, and I thought, <laughs> you know, I, I and then it made me think of how really inclusive the hockey community is. Like, mm-hmm. you can be a hockey player and choose for whatever reason to not swear, and mm-hmm. you will find another player who yeah. doesn't swear either to chirp yeah. at, and like right. that's your person you chirp at, and nobody else cares. They're just going to try to make the person who doesn't swear try to swear, but right. they welcome it. And I just, yeah. at least that's my viewpoint on it. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. Swearers and non-swearers. Yes. How do we feel exactly. about uh, the last round of the playoffs? I mean, obviously we're recording this before the final. How many game sevens were there in this round? Three? There was, there's three. Three. There's three. Um, one right. hasn't been played as of us Today. recording. Right. The Flyers and the Islanders play their game seven tonight. Yeah. Uh, the Canucks were eliminated yesterday, as well as the Colorado Avalanche, which was quite the game. I didn't get to what? see the whole lot of it, but it was quite quite the game. We had a uh, uh, one of our followers tagged us in a in a video where he was like, "What is this game? Like, what's going on?" I, I shared. It. I thought it was funny. I laughed. Um, yeah, quite, because quite. yeah, it's like these two teams are just they're they're just. I, I just want them to get their shit together and like. Well, I thought about it. Yeah, I was like, okay, so our the Western Conference final is the Vegas Golden Knights in the desert and the Dallas Stars mm-hmm. also somewhat in the desert. So like the most random teams really. Yeah. Kind of cool. Uh, yeah. A little unexpected on the Dallas side, but um, kind of cool. Pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, Vegas, like I've said before, I'm pretty sure they're going to win and they're going to be in the Stanley Cup this year. Now, will they win the Stanley Cup? I don't know yet. I, I can't think that far ahead. And, and I was so wrong about all of these series that were, mm-hmm. that went to game sevens, all of those series, yeah. I said they were going to win game five yeah. of, of like the dominant teams who have won. And mm-hmm. man, was I wrong. Well, Dallas is surprising me to no extent. I mean, I just didn't think it was going to happen and, and they did. And, uh, I don't know. I think that they could be somewhat of the underdog that could come in and actually wipe Vegas out. I mean, Vegas, they played really hard last night against the Canucks, and you would think that would have been an easy win for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until the last, like, what, minute, two minutes, whatever it was. Um, Dallas could give Vegas a run for their money. They could. I think uh, Vallis. Vallis. 
<laughs> Vegas, I think, is a little gassed. I they think they've had to work a lot harder than I think they thought they were going to have to and play yeah. harder than they had to play, even against Chicago. Yeah. I mean, they pushed. They're, you know, really yeah. having to put in the work. And I don't know if necessarily all of those I, I hate it when people are like oh blame the injuries but they had a significant amount of injuries um, yeah. at the pause of the season and mm -hmm. I mean they're back they had the rest they're back playing are they fully healed is this catching up with them mm -hmm. do they have the legs to make it through you know two more series yeah I uh, will we'll see and like talk yeah. about even more drama with the goalie situation there with like now everybody's like blaming Leonard and they're like it should be it should be flurry and like and now all this unnecessary drama is happening I mean I mean it, it is kind of weird I think Vegas does have two of the best goaltenders right now and it's I mean it's any mini mini moa at this point like who do you put in there but leonard's been playing the majority all, all of the games right i mean Almost i don't think all. I, yeah i don't, I don't know which every series but I yeah every vegas game i've seen leonard's been in the net and flurry's been off um but when flurry was your number one guy for so long and i mean quite frankly built the team i mean he was the first player drafted on the vegas golden knights wasn't he and he i mean he is that team i believe and um to have him not playing in such a significant time uh, is weird. I wouldn't say I blame anybody, but it, it is weird for me to see him sitting. It's like, why, why isn't he playing? But maybe I they're think, saving him for the big time. Right. I think it's a cop-out, especially in the situation where you have Vegas, who is a two-goalie system team. So they have two stellar goalies. Not mm -hmm. every team subscribes to that system. And right. so they have this bigger, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger burden, I think, when you have two yeah. amazing goalies and now what do you do? One doesn't yep. you lose a game, you blame the goalie. I don't know about mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah. But a lot of these other teams don't have anybody else to put in and therefore right. you can't blame the goaltending. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's like, just shut the fuck up and like, it doesn't yeah. matter. You're, it doesn't matter right. who you put in goal. It's more than the goalie. You've got, you've yeah. got to have your defense and your offense and everybody yeah. <laughs> working together. So like pick right. one, just go with it. And like, yeah. maybe if the defense didn't put so much pressure on the goalie, you wouldn't be in this situation. So I could, I could blame the defense in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You can. Well, speaking of picking one and just going with it, yeah. We have been so wishy-washy on every single team about who's going to win, who's not going to win, who's going to take the series, who's not going to take the series. Game seven tonight, who do you have to take against the – I'm, just I'm sticking blank. with the Islanders. I'm sticking <laughs> with the Islanders, not the Flyers. I'm going Islanders all the way, baby. Okay, well, I originally said Flyers, I think, like twice – maybe out of 14 times um but that's the last one I, I could remember that I I said so I'm I'm taking the flyers on this one all right I'm, well, I'm when you all... my boy Nate Thompson <laughs> and maybe I'll get one right for once <laughs> yeah and when you all listen to this uh you'll be like boom 
Breezy was right or Ray sucks or whatever. So uh, this will be fun for you to listen to. Like, ha ha, you're wrong. Well, speaking Not me, of, but... no, you'll be right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Not me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be right this time. <laughs> all right. Your jinxies are gone. Maybe. We'll see. Probably not. You know, anyway. probably we'll find out in yeah. minus, you know, X hours. No I, tattoos on the line for this one. No, so I know. Fine. You know, we didn't even talk about that. I was a little sad. I was like kind of looking forward to possibly getting a Blackhawks tattoo. I know. We were talking about it. You're like, I've been thinking, I think I would get this and this <laughs> and here. And that could, all that was off air. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, dang, she's going to go with this. Like, she's going to do it. Better yeah. not. I think she's going to get one. <laughs> I know. I just might. I mean, yeah. I've already got a couple. Why not add to it? I saw yeah. the perfect spot to do it. I, w- I was on the beach and I saw a girl walk by and she had a tattoo mm-hmm. in this spot on her back. Um, I already like a have a giant stamp. Oh, yeah. I already have a giant one of those. But <laughs> okay. um, more like higher up, like at the top of the hip. Oh. Like in the center of the top of the hip. It looked really pretty on her and it was okay. small. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting place to put a tattoo. Hmm. And I was like, that's where I'm going to put the next one until I'm no longer working in the corporate space and I can get sleeves of tattoos and no one will give a shit. Exactly. So exactly. there's that. You know, we just jumped right into this episode and didn't even preview who's on. And she's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And like... <laughs> we i think um we were so distracted we were just talking about my cocktail then we got into you know game sevens and tell everybody about your cocktail because that was before we started recording and i said we need we need to be recording this and then we recorded it and then we got distracted (laughs) well it's a long weekend and so there's it's very hot where i'm at right now it's uh 100 and i think it's supposed to be 112 degrees today oh um and I think tomorrow's supposed to be 116. So it's going to be hot. I just want to get this weekend started. So I poured myself a cocktail. It's kind of early for, well, not really, but I started drinking at 1130. So that's normal. Yeah. So it is PBR came out with a hard coffee. So PBR hot coffee. It's really delicious. It's really sweet. So not like my typical coffee, but it's bomb. And then Screwball has a peanut butter whiskey. So if you put a shot of the peanut butter whiskey in the PBR hot coffee, you have a great cocktail. Nice and sweet, kind of like a breakfast deal. Kind of strong, kind of delicious. Really delicious. Sounds delicious. Yes. I I I would I would be willing to try one of those. I, I like all of those things: coffee, peanut butter, beer, whiskey. I'd mm-hmm. be I'd be shit faced in like half a cocktail, but hey, 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 you know. <laughs> It's okay. It's That's okay. why we're doing a podcast. That's why we're we're feeling good today. Our podcast is proud to be on the Hockey Podcast Network, and the network is home to many other incredible podcasts, including this one. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Villapiano. Make sure you check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Hammer Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey 
Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! Welcome to the house, Selena Pompiani, the Pittsburgh Penguins in Arena Host. Hi! And you can also watch her on Pittsburgh Today Live and KDKA Morning News. Welcome! Thanks for having me, ladies. It's our pleasure to have you. Welcome to the house of hockey. We have to talk all things hockey to start with. So you've okay, been with, ready. Okay, let's do it. So you've been with the Penguins since 2014. Tell us the story of how you joined the Penguins as the in arena host and, and got involved in the hockey community. Yeah, so it's been a great ride so far, and not many people know this, but it was in February of that year, it was February 2014, and I was working at the time at a news station in a small town in Ohio, it was called Steubenville, Ohio, and I was working as the weekend anchor, and then I was a general assignment reporter during the week, and I saw that there current in arena host. Her name was Katie O'Malley. She was with the Penguins for years. Everybody knows and loves her. She was actually leaving mid-season to take on a job at the city. So I was like, oh man, this looks like a really fun opportunity. I should just go in audition and see what happens. And I did. I, I went through my whole audition process and I didn't end up get, getting the job. My dance teacher who taught me dance for most of my life ended up getting the job <laughs> so it was a funny story and I was so happy for her but I was also a little bit bummed I was you know I was I felt like I had a good audition I was so excited about it so I ended up you know putting that in the past I said maybe it's the best opportunity for me just to stay with Steubenville right now I'm working so many hours you know adding on games would be even crazier. So I ended up staying with Steubenville until the end of that summer. And I got a call in early August from the Penguins. And they said, hey, you know, we remembered you from your audition. The woman that we hired to fill in for the end of last season ended up not staying with us. So we're actually looking to hire somebody again and also take on the role as the Penn's TV online host. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm definitely still interested. <laughs> so then I went in, I did another quick little interview and I ended up getting the job a few months later. How cool. Wow. That's like the perfect <laughs> storm, right? <laughs> yeah. So I got turned down, but I ended up getting the call back later that year, which was exciting. That's, that's all that matters. So what is a, a day in a life for you as an arena host? Oh, so now it's a little bit different because <laughs> I am working. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, definitely now it's totally different. But when I first started with the team in 2014, I was, I was working a full day with them. So I was full time doing, you know, starting at 830 in the morning and I would host their, all of their videos online for Penn's TV. So whether that was following the players doing, you know, a behind the scenes shoot, cool. which was so much fun or doing, you know, a community piece on the Mary Lemieux Foundation, I would cover really anything around the organization. So I would do that all day. And then Game time always starts for us around 3.30, 4 p.m. And even right now, since I'm only the in-arena host, so I stepped back from Penn's TV since I'm working at KBKA, 
So for games right now, I'll get to the arena by 3.30. We have our game meeting at 4 p.m. So we'll do a, a whole rundown of the entire show that night. Well, our in-game director, his name's Billy Wareham. He's fantastic. He will run the meeting. So we'll go over the whole outline and then we'll do a rehearsal in the bowl. So we'll do all of that. I'll, I'll do stuff as well on camera if we need to test out a new game or, you know, work any kinks out. And then usually right after our meeting, I'll just continue to prepare, look at my notes, write my game cards, and then we're ready to roll. I always start during pregame. That's my first live hit of the night. And then every period of intermission, you'll see me. That is so cool. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> well, it's, it's honestly so much fun. I can't believe that it's 2020 and we're going on another season. I feel like at the same time, I just started, but also it's like, wow, you know, I've been with this organization for a while now and I can't imagine ever not being with them. Yes. And you've been with them through two Stanley Cup champion season so tell us about that experience for you and being in the building at PPG Paints Arena during that energy and that time of Stanley Cups mm -hmm. well it was honestly like 2016 was so exciting and to think that we would do the same thing in 2017 I mean I just never thought that that would happen again you know and I was in for the first back-to-back -back cup wins I was I was born in 92 so that 92 so that whole I you know I've never experienced anything in person like that so to be working at the time, and I don't travel with the team since I'm only the in-arena host. I always, you know, do home games, anything happening in Pittsburgh, but that's really it. So I've never traveled on the job. So it was in 2016. I think we actually did it in 2017, too. We hosted, you know, these huge parties at the arena. They were just big away game watch parties. Mm -hmm. So they would have me at those games in the arena in the entire it was insane honestly when we won the cup in 16 we had that game playing on the big screen the entire arena was filled and this is you know 18,000 plus fans it was louder than it was during a home game I have never heard it that loud I mean it was the most wild experience to be there it was like you felt like you were watching a live hockey game at PBG Paints Arena and I remember when we won and I was doing my interviews I was doing a story that night interviewing all the fans it was like the most hectic experience <laughs> but I love that now I have to show you the video that I did I love that I could watch that back and remember that moment it was crazy how did you feel as a fan, like when they won as well? Like I know being in this role and I think Breezy does too, where it's like the fan of being a hockey and then also it's our job. Like it's sort of sometimes the wires cross for me and it's like, you get so excited, you know, as a, as a true fan. You do, you get so excited. And I, I truly was, you know, you have your like fangirl moment. Yes. And you're also like, oh man, I've got to get these interviews in. And I got to, <laughs> you always forget because you're having so much fun. But I was, when we won the cup in 09, I was at the Joe with my family. So we were, it was so cool. And I, of course, was not working at the team. I think I was a senior in high school. Yeah. And we were, so to be there to experience that as a fan was like 
one of the best moments ever. So it was pretty similar. I remembered a lot from comparing 09 to 16 and 17. And even though I was working for the team in 16 and 17, I still felt like I was a fan experiencing that, you know, in the arena with all the other fans there too. So it was a good memory. I would like to have that again. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. funny. So did you, have you uh, had any like life-changing interactions with interviewing an NHL player, whether, I mean, do you do any other interviews other than the Penguins, anything like that? No, actually, no. Since, you know, I'm only, my role with the team is really about fan engagement and doing, you know, I mentioned all those great behind the scenes stories that I've done too with the players, but I usually only would interview Penguins players. So, I've had interactions with other teams, you know, when, when they're in the building or during pregame, I'll see them in the hall playing soccer during warm-ups. I'll say hi to some. I know some, but I've never had to interview them for any story or anything like that. But with our players, I mean, I have so many great memories. And, tr I mean, I, they're all fantastic. I've never had one bad experience with any of the players, they're so willing to help you in, you know, whatever interview I need, whatever we need, they're just, they're so easy to work with. And, you know, I, I feel lucky because I know not every sport is like that. I feel like hockey is on another level. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Do you have a favorite interview that you've done with a certain player? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, do tell, do tell, Selena. <laughs> And like I said, I'm, everyone has been so great to work with, but Sidney Crosby will always be my favorite. He is the best. He is just pure class, 100%. And I've done a lot. I think any interview I've done with him working for the team has been my favorite. <laughs> my, well, I think hands down, number one, and I was not even working with the team at the time. And you have to remind me, I need to send you girls this email, but I was... 13 and I got to do a sit-down interview with Sydney right when he came to Pittsburgh and it was the best oh my god I'll send you it um but so the reason why I got that opportunity was my dad is also working he's a KDKA he's the sports director so he's been there for 38 years and every holiday season KDKA had this show called the for kids sake show so it's when they would have the daughters and sons of the anchors and reporters do this really like awesome Christmas special. And we got to interview anybody we wanted and put together a piece. And I was 13 and I was like, well, of course I want to interview Sydney. Like, let's make this happen. And he was so great. He was so nice. He said, yes. So we, we set that up and the interview is not too meaty. You know, we talked about <laughs> favorite food. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what he does for fun, his favorite music, you know, all the important questions. I'm like, how old was he then? He had to have been he, really young, right? Yeah, this was, we did the interview in December of 2005. So he was, he was 18. He just turned 18. It was his rookie year. Wow. I feel like yeah. you need to do like the same interview now to see how much <laughs> like his opinions and stuff have changed. At That's first he liked macaroni and now he likes out. steak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said the same thing. We needed that would be so funny just to flashback 
you know, back in 05 to now. It would be wild. So did he remember you then, like when, like fast forward to when you came onto the pens and you got the opportunity to interview him again for whatever project? Was he like, were you that little, like young girl that interviewed me? Did he remember? Or did you have to fill him in? You know, and he's so nice. I'm pretty sure he just lied. But I, <laughs> I'm so excited after I got the job that we have a photo together which I will also send you girls. Yes. Um, just him and I, it's Selena and Sydney. And it, we took it at the end of the interview. And I have so many copies. I mean, I have so many <laughs> printed versions, <laughs> but it's on my phone too. So when I was about to interview him, I was like, I don't know if you remember this, but I actually interviewed you years ago. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I'm sure he did it, but he was so nice and said he did. That's so sweet. What a great guy. Just more proof that we need how great of a guy Sidney Crosby is. You know what? And I always say the interview that he did with me then when he was just, he just turned 18 to now, he is honestly the same exact person. He, he speaks the same. He's like, he was so mature then. It's so funny to, to watch him when he was a teenager. He, he's just, he's incredible. That's awesome. That's Do funny. you have, like I, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I feel like I want to see Sid when he's like, not like, what is he like when like you break down all of those walls and he just has like a silly moment. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he has to have one of those things where he's not, I mean, like you said, he's the same guy as he was when he was 18 to now, but, like, I'm sure he has to have one of those moments where he's just, like, off the wall crazy, and you're like, is that Sid? Like, is that the same guy? <laughs> no, I, for, from every interaction I've had with him in the work environment, and also, like, the few times that I've seen him, like, out at restaurants or bars or on Pittsburgh South Side, which is like, you know, a strip of fun bars and places to go out at night. He is like the exact same person. Wow. Jeez. He, I mean, he really is. I've never experienced, you know, any other, not that he, I don't want to say he's timid or shy, but, you know, he just keeps to himself. Mm -hmm. And I've never, I don't think I've ever seen, like, he definitely has had fun moments, especially like one thing that always sticks out when I think of a story I did was every year we would have the players dress up and do a different holiday e-card that they would send out to social media and to season ticket holders. And so they would all, you know, dress up and put these costumes on and get their face painted. And they like really played these roles <laughs> of whatever Christmas movie that we were doing. And he even like, I can't remember who he played last. He, so many different movies, but even when he was like in character and, and acting, he was still like pretty much himself and, you know, was very polished. And <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, we're not, we're not fishing for like dirt. We're just, you know, um, so intrigued by such a player. Oh, I wish I had something to no. share or any dirt, but he, no. <laughs> He's That's perfect. Exactly. The guy doesn't exist, right? But he does. Yeah. But Sydney is perfect, yes. <laughs> Sid's perfect, yeah. So now you also uh, have been around the team when Marc-Andre Fleury, the non-admitting prankster that he is. Now, do you have any funny stories or fun stories? It can be about 
Mark Andre or just, you know, any any pranks that maybe the players have have played on you or anything fun that uh, you know, would be a good insight to some of the some of the players you've worked with. But I've been lucky that I have not had one prank pulled on me. <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely covered a few, and he was Flurry was the best, and he's still one of my favorite players. He was he's another one. He's like Sydney. He he knows every front office employee by name. He would see us, you know, I would be walking in the halls by the locker room, like, hey Selena, like how you doing? Like he just he's such a good person and he he knows everybody, he remembers everybody, but he was the prankster and he pulled a lot of great pranks on many of the players. <laughs> it was always the rookies that he would always pull something crazy. And what was the, the one was so funny and it was he I'm trying to think of who he did it to. And I wanna say it was Brian Dumoulin, but I, I would have to look it up because I could be wrong. But it was they were having a practice at the arena, PPG Paints Arena, and he took the uniform of one of the guys and wrote stuff on it and they, they put it up in the rafters. And he put like all his gear up there and it was all hanging down. And I, I feel like it was Dumoulin, but now I can't remember. I have to look up who it was, but it was, he just always wanted to make people laugh and he always wanted to, you know, at the end of the day, put a smile on everybody's faces and, and he did every time. I mean, they were harmless pranks, but he just, that's who he is. And I'm sure he's done many things in Las Vegas <laughs> yeah. that I wish that we <laughs> knew more about. <laughs> For sure. So what is a in-game experience like for a fan that hasn't been to Pittsburgh? Have you two ever been to the arena here? No. no. I mean, I've only been to a few other arenas. I've traveled to TD Garden. I've been to the Verizon Center, as it was, um, in D.C. And where else did I go? Oh, I went to a Stars game in Dallas. And they were all amazing experiences, but I just don't think there's anything like a home Penguins game because we've, it's been honestly years, probably 10 plus years that we've sold out for every game. And the arena was built after, it was 2010 actually, where it was then Consol Energy Center, now it's PPG Paints Arena, but it's been a decade now that the arena has been up after they tore down the Mellon Arena. And I think every single game has been sold out because we have such a great loyal fan base and being at that game I mean being at any game is just the atmosphere is incredible the fans have so much energy no matter what game it is even on like a Wednesday random Wednesday night game it's still absolutely packed and I just think not only with Penguins fans but Pittsburgh in general is such a big sports town it's such a tight-knit sports community so you see that at Heinz Field you see it not so much at PNC Park but <laughs> that's another story <laughs> and at the arena I mean <laughs> the Pens and Steeler fans are, are truly unbelievable and every game to me is just a blast because you know they get so into it it's Every game is sold out, and it's it's just nice to see that. I'm sure you know you don't see that at every arena around the country. 
Right. And uh, is there like a uh, like a chant or something that the fans do to, or just in general, or something that the fans do to maybe if you walk in wearing a, another team's sweater, what kind what, what kind of juice can you give us? Do we need to be prepared if we walk in there, not cheering for the pins, or? Honestly, that is why Pittsburgh is so great, is our fans are nice. I, I mean, I've never, since I've been with the team since 2014 at a game, I've never seen a bad experience from one of our fans toward an opposing team or fan from another team. They may do, you know, they may get a little bit, you know, just playful with them or, yeah, chirping any- like regular hockey style, but not yeah. like the yeah. other team in your state that we won't name, you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, and, these, and I would say those are definitely whatever the Flyers are in town or whatever the Capitals are in town. Those are definitely like the best games to be at because mm-hmm. it's such a great competition and it's, it's such a big rival. But even with those fans, I mean, our our Pittsburgh people are so nice. <laughs> and I I think maybe one time, if I can remember, it was, I think it was actually when the Maple Leafs were in town. And that's another game where you see so much blue. That's, and it's such a short drive. So a lot of people just, you know, will drive down to the arena they want to see Crosby. So we see a lot of Maple Leafs fans. And even I've had great experiences with them too. A lot will come up to me during, like if they see me during the pregame, they'll come up to me and ask me, hey, like we saw you on the screen. Like we're not from this area. Like where do you recommend? Where should we go out after? Like they're just, you know, it's always such a good interaction. There was one time though, it was during the Maple Leafs game where I was doing one of my live hits and there was a fan that came up behind me, very, very drunk, came up behind me. It was like going wild and, and nothing, you know, it was hard to concentrate for me because I have my earpiece in, but I'm still hearing this loud, drunk man behind me. <laughs> very hard to concentrate, but he was still, he was just having a good time. He wasn't you know, saying anything bad. He just wanted to show that he was a proud Maple Leafs fan. <laughs> Right. But that was, you know, that was honestly the only moment that sticks out to me from yeah. an opposing team. What you about know, like have- the chants, the goal scoring song? Do you host any like, you know how the in-game experiences vary across the teams? There's like the kiss cam or the hat follow oh, game. Yeah. The Kings have um, a Cartman from a South Park video, you know, each team sort of has their own little unique piece. Do you have any of those unique um, aspects that are just, or from what you've seen in your own experience? Yeah, well, we have so many great games that we do. And I'm sure, I mean, we st- I still don't know what this next upcoming season looks like. Hopefully things return, you know, back to normal or a little bit more so than what we had, you know, during this short run of a playoff for the Penguins. <laughs> but we have so many great games, so many great moments. I host pretty much every game like that that you 
just went over. But one of my favorites, I would have to say, would be, we, we don't even do it anymore, but it was human bowling. I don't know if you guys have had any ex similar <laughs> game, <laughs> but it's amazing. Human bowling, I they made me do it a few times, and it's just when they, they slingshot you down the ice and you have to hit these three huge foam bowling pins. So, like, people, it was just so funny to see if you have, like, you know, from anywhere, a fan from really small to old, no matter what age you are, just to see how they're like flying down the ice because they slingshot you so fast. And I went down so fast, you could hear my scream. <laughs> Iceberg with the mascot luckily ran out and caught me or else I was flying into the boards. It can get dangerous. So I think that's a reason why we don't do it anymore. Um, but it was, I wish we could bring it back because it was so much fun. But I always love anytime we have to do any fun giveaways, whether we're giving away a car or giving away, you know, whatever. I It's just nice to see the fans get so excited and, you know, to see them get rewarded too. And they even had me officiate a wedding on the ice, which was the coolest thing ever. We did it during a, a it was, I think, maybe during first or second intermission two seasons ago. And it was just this diehard fan, and, and they made it happen. We had the wedding on the ice. It was, oh, I loved it. Jeez, that's incredible. And now, <laughs> and now because of that wedding, I, that was my first wedding that I've ever officiated. <laughs> Another fan reached out to me, and I'm officiating her wedding next month. Girl, side hustle, side hustle. Wow. I need to make this into a little side career. Yes. Oh, yeah. Why not? That's so much fun. That speaks, I think, to the fans and the culture and the hockey community and 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 all of that. So oh, what no. what about the hockey world and, and being involved so involved in the hockey community now, both, you know, in arena and with the Lemieux Foundation and everything that you do? Mm -hmm. um, tell us like how you got involved in the hockey world to start with. I mean, I know your dad is the sports director and you've been around sports, but uh, what was it about hockey that's, you know, really drawn you in and, and kept you around? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, so definitely let, we'll go back to my dad because yeah. he always had the biggest influence on me. Because, I, would, you know, as a little girl, I would watch him every night. And I would always say, he looks like he's having so much fun. Like, that's what I want to do. And he always told my sister and I, she was also in the broadcasting world for a bit too. He always told us, you know, do whatever you want to do. You do not have to follow what I do. I want you guys to be happy. And we were like, no, we want to do what you do. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily ever sports for me. He, he always push that a little bit because he knows that you could really get far, especially as a woman in the sports world. But I was like, even in college, when I went, I went to Point Park University in Pittsburgh. And even there, I was like, no, you know, I, I love entertainment things. I love doing really, you know, just a wide range of anything, fun, entertainment, lighthearted stories. And that's what I found out when I was working in student though, that hard news was not for me. So I rolled that out pretty fast. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. I was like, 
this is a tough world to be in. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It just, it's very draining. And I was a one man band, so I was doing everything myself. And I was always a sports fan, of course, always a Pittsburgh sports fan, but was never, you know, set on, you know, I want to work at the Penguins. This is, this is where I want to be. I was, that was never in my line, like in a goal for me. I always said, I want to end up doing some sort of entertainment news, whatever that is. So that's when the, when the Penguins posted that opportunity for the in arena host, I was like, you know what, this, this is like entertainment. Yes, it's hockey, but it's also, you know, the fan side of things and things happening off the ice that I was really interested in. And that's really what sparked my interest in applying for that, working for the Penguins. And it, it wasn't that I was like, this crazy diehard fan and that wasn't the case at all I just thought it would be fun to work with fans and to be in that environment and then when I did get the job in the Penn's TV job as well they were both kind of under the same category that's when I really fell in love with the game and everything about the organization and even you mentioned the Lemieux Foundation the Penguins Foundation they it's just it's been such a great experience working for this team. And I know the NHL has so many great organizations, but the Penguins really are just total class. They really are. What would you say? I mean, Ray and I always are, are we ask this question to every single person that we interview, but being so wrapped up in, in the hockey world and obviously being, you know, interacting with the fans all the time, what about hockey makes it such like a family community sport from what you can see well i even with stories that i cover like we always do so many kid related events which is awesome like sydney crosby has his little penguins learn to play hockey program so kids i think you could start that at the age of four so he works with you know, thousands of kids every year. It's a great program. He supplies all of the gear for free. It's for free for all these kids and he provides it. And that's why, another reason why I love him so much. <laughs> He's truly so generous, but so we cover programs and events like that all the time. And the Penguins have so many activities related you know, that have to do with families and kids, whether it's a family Sunday random skate at the UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex or that program or, you know, no matter what it is, they always want to host events that get the whole family involved. And that's why I feel like it's, it's such a tight community, the Penguins organization. And to see, you know, kids get involved at such a young age and we have a team or a program called the Penguins Elite. And it's basically just, you know, their youth hockey program. And they have kids from kindergarten up until seniors in high school. And they win this cup almost every year because they're, they're so good. And they have the, the best coaches at the UPMC Youth Sports Complex. And they just, they get exposure to, you know, the best of the best which it's cool to see. So that's, I was always like, you know what? I feel like I want to get my future kids one day involved in hockey because you, you make such great friends and it's just a, it's, it's a great organization and community, I think, to get involved with. 
Yeah, we can never really like pinpoint what it is about this sport in particular, as opposed to, you know, the other professional leagues. There's something really unique uh, about this sport that I know for myself, all the people I've met in this hockey community, I've instantly just connected with and have become friends with and you know even breezy and i you know we met because of hockey and then now we have a podcast together and you know i mean it's just like when we first met like that we didn't know that was going to be the case you know and uh, i think this sport just has a really special way to, of bringing people together i know me too i was gonna say that's they're bringing you two together across the country, but I guess you're usually in LA, you said. Yeah, yeah but even so, uh, Breezy and I live, like, if there's no traffic, like 45 minutes away from each other, and there's always traffic in always. LA. So <laughs> we usually meet up for hockey games, you know, when the world is not as it is currently, but we'll meet down at Staples and, and go to a game and, you know, connect there um, or, or, you know whatever we can because why not we're friends and why not go watch hockey i love, I love it and we, oh, and we always like to game. treat ourselves yeah we like to treat ourselves so we'll get like a sweet oh. box Ooh. so we always get like this nice little like area where we just get mm -hmm. to feel luxurious oh, oh yeah but, but, does it up. <laughs> but we don't want to give anybody the wrong idea Sometimes, depending on the game, sweet boxes are not very expensive. So don't right. think we're made of money over here. We're not. <laughs> so. No. No. Uh, I love it. You should treat yourselves to the best seats in the house. We so. do. And that, we do. <laughs> we do. And you, I, think, I think Justin Bieber was like the suite above us the last time we were there, wasn't he? Was. He was. We're trying to get him on the pod or Haley. Oh, yeah. because he's a little obsessed. Oh, he would, he would be great. He would be. You gotta get him on. I yep. know. He's on our and list. He's, he's been at the arena a few times too. And I mean, we've had so many cool celebrities. I'm sure you've seen a ton at the Staples Center, but we've had a lot in Pittsburgh. And like Justin Bieber a few times. We've had Carrie Underwood when Mike <gasps> was playing. I know. That's, that's I my dream guest. <laughs> Breezy's like Justin, and I'm like, we gotta get Carrie Underwood. Wouldn't that be cool oh to hear God. all her great stories? Oh, yeah. oh. Are I'm there? I was like, come on, we need to interview her during the game. Yes. We need to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Stay far away, Selena. Oh. <laughs> now, are there any Pittsburgh like uh, celebrities, if you will? You know, um, like celebrities that are from Pittsburgh that are hockey fans that come oh, to the game. Yeah. yeah, you know what? One that I thought of immediately because she's been to quite a few, Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah she I did she, not expect that. I think she's from I think the Wexford area, which is where a lot of the penguins live. It's right by our practice facility in Cranberry. So she's from that area, but she um, my dad actually introduced her I think she was like eight or nine singing the national anthem at PNC Park wow yeah she, or maybe it was, it was probably three rivers back then but it was at a Pirates game and he was like oh my god like this girl is gonna be a star one day and here we are her now, but she's had a lot of games and she'll be there with her family and we always show her on the big screen and she's another one 
I keep saying, why aren't we doing an interview in game with her? Yeah. One day. Yeah. They're like, no, <laughs> Selena, stay away. <laughs> I would push for it too. I would be like, no, we have got to make this happen. The people would love it. They want to yes. see that stuff. They do. They do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Breezy, do you have anything else or should we ask her our two questions? Oh, I think we should just ask the two questions. All right, Even go though ahead. I feel like I know the answer to one. Yeah. Who is your favorite hockey oh. hunk? Oh, hockey hunk. Hockey hunk. You know what? <laughs> it's not Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Dang. He, although I think he, he is like overall my for sure favorite player. Hands down. My favorite hockey hunk, Ryan Reeves. Oh. Yes. I'm with you. Revo is so funny and handsome. Yeah. And he was actually a big jokester, too. Yeah. When he was, oh my God, he did, I think it was around like Halloween. They were away. This was years ago, obviously, but they were away on the road. And he had this like horrible frightening mask that he would always bring out and he 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 put it on and he scared somebody in their hotel room and it was like it was so funny i can't remember who he scared but he was another one he was such a prankster but for sure oh yeah the tats yeah he just he's got it going on he does That's funny. All right, Ray, you, uh, you All take right. it away and with who, the last one. Who is your favorite hockey lady? Ooh. Favorite hockey lady. It can be a player. It can be a wife, girlfriend, or somebody in this hockey world. There's so many. I, I, you know, I was going back and forth in my head. Could I give it to two? Yeah. Okay. There's I was no- going to say me. Flurry's wife, Veronique V. Flurry is the best. She and she was really in charge of like running so much of the Penguins organization, the Penguins Foundation. She was on the ball with you know all of the community hockey events, you know any fundraiser. She did so much work and she's so nice. Her and Maureen Kunitz, definitely. She was another one, her and V, and I think they're still, you know, really close friends, but when they were both with the organization, they just did so much, and they were so fun to be around. I went to Maureen's house a few times, and she she was just so warm. Like, they both have the best families. I love both Flurries and the Kunitzes. Definitely those two. Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking time out to talk to us and, you know, all of our <laughs> listeners. I wish I had more juicy stories it's for okay. you. Listen, we get it. We, we, we <laughs> loved all the stories you shared. Yes. And I think like everybody listening is going to love hearing your perspective. So tell everybody where they can follow you on, you know, social and where they can watch you if they're local to the Pittsburgh area or online. I'm sure all the shows are online. Yeah. So hopefully I'll see you guys at a game one day when things get back to normal. You have <laughs> I, to put us on the Jumbotron and you have to interview <laughs> us in game. Okay. Yeah, How about I'll, that? I'll, I'll to Pittsburgh. I would absolutely love to do that. Um, but yes, at games every day I'm on our morning news, 
doing some sort of fun feature story. And that's, I always start in our six o'clock hour on KDKA, which is our CBS affiliate. And then Pittsburgh Today Live is our morning magazine show. You can find me there. It's from nine to 10 every weekday morning on KDKA. And all over social media, I'm at Selena Pompiani pretty much everywhere. Amazing. Well, I'm excited to go to Pittsburgh now. I think we're, uh, we have a little bit more insight there and thank you so much for, uh, yeah. And thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for coming over to our house of hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for house of hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.